The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Arlen Suderman joins us with FC Stone. I am at Cattleman's Classic. I've kind of gone around the corner so Arlen can hear me. Probably the most important thing, Arlen, is so you can hear the questions. Let's talk about Argentina because we have continued to have a focus on Argentina, what it's been to the marketplace, and it's back in talked about today with, with the soybeans being a driving factor. Well, it certainly is, and yesterday it was uh, word that uh, rains were disappointing over the weekend. We come back today, and as a result of those disappointing rains and a forecast that doesn't offer a lot of hope for at least half of the belt, uh, we're seeing some of the local estimates uh, for production for corn and soybeans ratchet a little bit lower, so that provided some support for the corn and soybean markets. Corn is having trouble kind of sustaining this rally right now but soybeans are doing the work soy meal has largely been the leader here because this is largely about uh, a fear that uh, Argentina won't be able to meet its obligations for soy meal we really need to see that come in the way of big business for us we've seen a little bit of that I think we need to see more in actual business as a result of Argentina losing that business Um, but that's what's driving the soy meal and soybean market. Today, though, it was actually soybeans taking the lead, moving into positive territory before meal. So it continues to be a leader. This is a weather story. Weather, uh, weather markets tend to go up quickly. They tend to break fast when the, when the threat is past us. It simply comes down to how bad is the damage going to be there in Argentina. And uh, it's really too early to know that for sure at this point. You know, that's kind of the million-dollar question because folks have been wondering. They've been following the dry pattern that's in Argentina and, and the wet weather that we've been seeing in Brazil. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when you look at Brazil and the wetness there, uh, we need to put some perspective on it. Has it delayed harvest of soybeans? Yes. Has it delayed planting of the safrina corn crop? Yes. Um, it's not as catastrophic as what some would think. It's not as bad as what the drought is in Argentina. Uh, One difference is the soils in Brazil uh, are so porous that much of that area, they can get an inch, an inch and a half rain at night and be back in the field by noon or soon after doing their work again. Um, So it's a totally different situation than what we find here uh, in much of the Midwest. with that in mind, the delays are there. There are some reports of some areas, like there's there's one one small town area that had 36 inches of rain in a little over two weeks. That's a lot of rain. And they were talking about abandonment in that immediate area could be 20%, 20% of the soybean. But let's keep in mind, that's the one part of one little corner of Mato Grosso, and Mato Grosso as a whole is 1.3 times the state of Texas. So we have to keep that perspective. Over, overall, as we talked yesterday to our team in Brazil, they are not worried about quality or yield loss on the soybeans of note yet to this point. And they, they believe the soybean harvest is going to get done, but they do believe that the safrina corn planting will be delayed enough that there will be a modest reduction in area planted 
and also a modest reduction in yield, and that's why their production estimate is significantly lower than what USDA's is for Brazil's corn crop. Arlen, is the soybeans providing some support to the corn market today? Uh, it, it is to some extent, but I think it's the Argentina issue. Um, the difference between soybeans and corn is the farmers tended to sell their soybeans early. They did not sell corn. So as the prices rally now, there's a lot fewer soybeans to be sold into that rally. Um, and with corn, there's a lot more corn to be sold into it. And so that makes it tougher to go up. The other factor that's holding corn back is wheat and all the low-protein wheat that could fill base in a feed bunk if corn prices rise too fast. So that means that corn gets kind of stuck between soybeans and corn. If wheat were still going up at the same pace as soybeans, we'd be seeing bigger gains in corn. But that's the reality that corn faces right now. How much is the weather to the south? And I, mean, I guess when I say south, the southern U.S. And, and the dryness that we continue to see having an effect on this wheat market? Uh, quite a bit. You know, I'm amazed that, you know, the Plains Hard Red Winter wheat crop is, is the larger bulk part of what we grow in the United States. It, and uh, yet when I talk to uh, hedge fund managers or people who work for hedge funds, um, the perception that the wheat has grown in the Midwest. Well, we grow a little soft red winter in the Midwest, um, but we grow a whole lot more hard red winter in the plains. And uh, so with the Midwest getting rain, a lot of the south and delta area getting rain, and the southeastern third of the plains hard red winter wheat belt is getting some rain. As I looked back today at the rainfall for the hard red winter wheat belt per se, uh, it showed that only about 21% of the belt had received more than a half inch of rain. And you know, as I do, that a half inch of rain doesn't go far in a drought. And I think it was about 10% of the belt had received an inch or more. So to this point, it has been very relatively insignificant, very significant to those who got it, but for the belt as a whole, and the driest areas have virtually totally missed out on these rain we're going to be back revisiting this and probably next week when the uh, uh, when the ratings, the monthly ratings by state come out for the crop. And of course, that'll be very much anticipated information that comes out. Stick around, folks. We've got more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up. Arlen Suderman is joining us with FC Stone as we look at what's happening in the market trade. We'll jump over to the livestock as well as pick his brain on some marketing as we head closer to spring planting in the north. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Arlen Suderman joins us with FC Stone. I am talking to you from the Cattleman's Classic taking place in Kearney. Of course, Arlen is in the great state of Kansas, Missouri. I never know which side of the of the river that you're on, Arlen. Missouri. Missouri. On, there we go. He's on the Missouri side of the river. And one of the hot topics, obviously, I'm at a cattle show. They're selling some cattle in the ring right now. The topic is what's been happening and what's going to continue to happen with these cattle prices. We saw some sharp losses that quickly developed in the trade today from a feeder perspective. Well, both feeders and uh, the live cattle really took a hit at one point during the day. And, uh, 
Uh, largely, I think, is algorithmic traders uh, showing their influence of being the cattle market being a little bit more thinly traded and the computers kicked in and uh, particularly noticed on the live cattle market uh, that when we took out Friday's low, that seemed to accelerate things. So wouldn't be surprised that the algorithmic traders had some sell stops in there and, and that triggered a, triggered a move. But uh, unfortunately, it uh, did some damage to the charts and uh, we did recover. We did finish up about the middle of the session, uh, but that gave us quite a spread for the day of about a $3 spread. Uh, as we look at this market, we're still waiting uh, for the bulk of the cash to unfold, although we are starting to see some cash trade now um, down a couple of dollars from where we were last week. And that's a little bit of disappointment because the expectation was that we could be steady to firm maybe a little bit higher this week. And uh, apparently there's some nervousness with this uh, weaker board ahead of uh, the cattle on feed report coming out on Friday. I was going to ask you about that report. Any early thoughts on, on what we might see in those numbers? Well, the general expectations are that on feed numbers will be about 107.4% of last year's levels. Uh, marketing's be up about 6%. Um, but as you know, the, the trend in recent cattle on feed reports has been for bearish surprises. And perhaps that's why uh, some feeders... Uh, got nervous and let go of their cattle at a couple dollars lower and, and the break in the market today probably provided them an opportunity with a lower board of being able to take advantage of basis opportunity so if the board would firm up tomorrow we could actually see maybe the cash kind of firm back up with that uh and see things recover again too we saw some light to moderate buyer support in the hogs yesterday they had a nice trading day it looks like maybe some positive momentum moving their direction yeah, it's getting a little bit more difficult. We saw last week where the April lean hog contract uh, uh, hit the 200-day moving average or came close to it, uh, just above $71 and turned lower, and that precipitated a big fund sell-off. We went down and tested 68. We're trying to build back off of that. That's tough to do when the cash market's in decline and kind of picking up some momentum to the downside. We have stabilized the product prices a little bit. We're getting packer margins kind of built back in here uh, and that's helping to support the board um, but we're trying to find some value between that 68 and 71 dollar range right now and and uh, trading at sideways range well we do have a usda outlook form that uh, takes place tomorrow baseline numbers how important are those numbers that are going to be released tomorrow going to be to you guys in the trade well, it, it depends on how you view it. I'm not a big fan of it because uh, these numbers were developed largely last fall by economists working in their office and not really getting any input from either producers or end users, but yet they come out with projections of what they think by just simply doing statistical analysis, what they think acreage is going to be, what they think uh, uh, production is going to do, um, and but yet that's what the industry looks at that's what the market trades and so we have to pay some attention to it and generally the trade expectation going into it is that usda is going to uh peg corn acres at 89.9 million this year with soybeans at 90.6 so that would have soybeans actually exceeding corn and ironically this time around i tend to agree with the trade expectation but my experience with USDA at these outlook forums is they have a tendency to be a little bit more bearish than what the trade's thinking. 
And so we could actually see them come out with some numbers with some higher yields than expected. Uh, their statistical trend to yield tends to be a little bit higher than a lot of people in the trade, including myself, would use. And uh, that could push those projected stocks for the upcoming 2018-19 marketing year a little bit higher than what the trade's expected. And that could result in the algorithmic traders, which make up about half of the trade volume, selling off. So that's something we'll have to watch and be careful of tomorrow. So be patient for the producer. Get through tomorrow and, and see what Friday would bring for him. Yeah, and frankly, I'd like to get to next week and get past this <laughs> outlook forum to where all the economists sitting in their offices give their viewpoints. Let's get back to the reality of what end users see in the field, or what producers see in the field and end users see as they buy. All right, sounds good. Arlen Suderman's been joining us. We will see you next week, Arlen, at Commodity Classic in Anaheim, California. But until then, best way to reach you to look at some of your market information. INTLFCStone.com. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.